Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 181, Drink It Till You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. How the hell is your weekend going? Whatever's left of it. How the hell was your week? Hope you're having a good one. I am drinking whiskey and Coke tonight. Nothing special, but it's going to do the trick. I need something to wake me up, dude. It's just been a long week. Uh, today was kind of rough. I had to do all the shit I couldn't do during the week today, Sunday. And uh, it, it's just been a rough one. I need something to wake me up. So if you got them, drink them. Bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. I'm trying not to yawn on the podcast, dude. My my daughter was having trouble falling asleep. So I go get her out of the crib. I lay on the couch with her in the dark. AC's blowing. You know, I get her all comfortable. Dude, there's something about my body heat where, like, the kids just fall asleep in, like, five to ten minutes of being on me. So I'm laying there with her, you know, just talking to her, rubbing her hair and patting her back. You know, babies love that. And, uh, you know, she finally starts snoring, and I'm like, all right, great. You know, she's not fussing anymore. She's happy. That's all she needed. A little dad time. And I closed my eyes for what seemed like, I don't know, two minutes. It was like 45 minutes later, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like pushing pushing 10 o'clock, you know, which is late for me. You know, I'm usually in bed by 8 or 9 o'clock every night. I get my ass kicked so much at work. So, you know, I do this whole thing of, you know, I got my arm underneath her head and I'm like sliding off the couch. You got to get your legs off, then your hips you know, and then your upper body, whatever you can. So I'm like in this position after I get off the couch where like my arms underneath her, but I'm like on my knees on the floor, you know, I'm like, all right, I, I can do this. <laughs> I can slide my arm out from under her without waking her up. And so I slide a little bit, slide a little bit more. And the third time I try to move, I move a little too hard and I like turn her head and she does this. <laughs> you know, little snort thing. And I'm like, Oh fuck, please don't wake up. Please don't wake up. Please don't wake up. And luckily she just kept snoring right through it. So I pick her up, put her back in her crib. And I'm like, by this point, I'm like, dude, I'm ready to go night, night. I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm fucking tired. But, uh, I was thinking about taking a couple of shots to get started for tonight, you know, to do the podcast. It's just, it's been a weird day. It's been a weird week, honestly. We had Monday off. We worked Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We're, we got a lot of shit to do, you know, and it's just like we're cramming all this stuff in. I'm busting my ass. I get to work on Friday like 15 minutes early. You know, I'm, I'm getting everything ready for the day and, and, and we get a good start off to the day. We're trying to knock everything out and it just didn't fucking there just weren't enough hours in the day. So I ended up having to go in Saturday and finish off, you know, the the few things I couldn't do. So that took away from my Saturday. I get home, I fucking take a nap, obviously. What else are you going to do after you work on a Saturday? I get home, I take a nap, and I've just I've been just tired ever since. Like I can't get enough sleep this weekend. And like I said, I had to do the grocery shopping, I had to do the fucking laundry, and I had to do all this shit that I couldn't do during the week because I'm so fucking tired all the time. This summer heat, man, that's just something else. It's just a whole nother level. I, I could work just as hard during the fall, and I wouldn't feel this way. You know, you start to get that heat headache. You know, it's just, it's fucking awful. But anyways, 
I'm not complaining. Oh, Tuesday, by the way, I forgot about this. I had to go get a tetanus shot, which in, in case you don't know how it's spelled, I learned recently. Uh, it's tet, T-E-T, anus. I got a tet anus shot. And I actually asked the nurse, I was like, is this the one that goes in your butt or in your arm? And she started laughing. She's like, it's the one that goes in the arm. I'm like, thank God, because that one in the ass, dude, that needle is fucking giant. And you can't sit down right, you know, for at least a couple of days. You know, and, and she was a pro, too. When she did it, like, I looked away. Like, obviously, I'm I'm not weird about needles, but I also, like, don't want to see it penetrate my skin. So I'm kind of like side-eyeing her. She's getting the needle ready and, you know, cleaning off my arm and everything. And I look at the needle. I'm like, okay, that's not bad. That's nothing. That's a little bitch needle. So I look away. She does the thing. I'm like, she's like, that's it. And I'm like, you're done? She's like, yeah. I was like, fuck, that was easy, man. The only weird thing is when they actually, like, inject you. Like, you can feel that shit going in your body. It's, like, tingly. You know, it's 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 a weird feeling. But no lock jaw for me. Uh, thank God I looked it up as soon as I stepped on this rusty ass nail too. Um, there's, they were saying to get it done immediately or within at the, if you have to wait 48 hours is the most you should wait. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get this done. I don't want to start locking up and shit and God, that would be awful, dude. I can't imagine like back in the day before they had all this shit, dude, that would that just end you? Just stepping on one rusty piece of metal or slicing your finger on, you know, I don't know, a rusty sword. <laughs> like thinking back in like medieval times. I don't know, dude. And if you they didn't have a tetanus shot back then, you just, you were fucked. Your body either fought it off and you survived. Maybe you had a limp the rest of your life or, you know, you, you just, you're shit locked up. If you get lockjaw, I I don't know how you would eat. I don't know how you'd get any nutrients. Anyway, uh, that was my week. It's It's been a rough one. It's been a hot one. Uh, but we made it through. And I am having some booze. Now I'm going to take another drink. Cheers, everybody. And let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, the NHL Stanley Cup Final. Uh, all the Canadians could muster was one game, which, by the way, that that goal in that overtime, I believe it was the Canadians' captain. I, I can't remember his name now. I believe it was the captain that skated the puck all the way down the ice. He had a man on him. He got a shot off, and, uh, you know, the D-man took him all the way to the boards, smashed him into the boards. This guy jumps off of the boards, Loses the D-man and just lays out to slap the puck into the net. That was a blue-collar work goal. Yeah, I was talking to you guys last time. That's why I didn't actually see it live. I was doing the podcast while the while the game was happening. Uh, but despite that goal and what little momentum that might have given the Canadians, that you're just not going to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, man. Uh, something's got to give. And I just found out. Uh, they're $18 million over the salary cap, which means they're either paying one superstar really well or two superstars decently. You know what I mean? Like to go over the salary cap that much. $9 million a piece? All right, we'll get two really good players for $9 million a piece. Um, 
So I and I I'm not mad at them. Everybody's like talking shit and like oh they're over the salary cap and that's bullshit. I it, dude, if my Dallas Stars could do that, um, please do it. Let's go 25 million over the salary cap. Do they have to pay penalties in the NHL? I really don't know. Uh, I don't get into the business side. I just love the sport. I love watching them play. I love the competition. Um, I'm not bothered by it. It's all good. If that's what you want to do, you're basically buying Stanley Cups, then do it. Every other team has the opportunity to do the same thing. You know, obviously, you know, the the pieces are going to be different. You know, the coaching is going to be different, all this and that. I'm not I'm not saying my Dallas Stars are playing like Moneyball or anything. You know, they're not buying cheap players. Like we have good you know, professional fucking players, like they're really fucking good. Uh, just having those maybe one or two extra star players, it, it might be, um, it's obviously working out for him, man. In the bigger story to me, aside from the Tampa Bay Lightning winning the Stanley Cup for the second year in a row, back to back, is Patrick Maroon. I don't know if you guys remember me talking about him a couple of years ago when, uh, you know, my stars got bounced out of the playoffs by the St. Louis Blues. Well, he's playing for the Blues. He's actually from St. Louis. So it's like a hometown success story, which is kind of cool. You know, um, bounce, our, bounce my stars out of the playoffs. They, they go on to win the Stanley Cup that season, beating the Boston Bruins, which is like the way they beat the Bruins was interesting because they beat the Bruins with Bruins hockey, like that rough style, I'm going to bully you into winning this series. They they beat the bully by playing their game, and Boston didn't do shit about it. You know, they're like running the goaltender, and it's like nobody's fighting after this. Like, I thought that was standard, dude. That's what drove me crazy about when the Stars played um, St. Louis you know, we took them to double overtime, Game 7, the, the soon-to-be Stanley Cup champions. Overtime, Game 7, double overtime, Game 7. And they're hacking Ben Bishop on the arm, like Bennington, hacking our players with his goalie stick, and nobody on our team is doing shit. Like, that's that's grounds for a fight. If you do that to my goalie or any of my players, if I'm the captain of the team, well, we're going to fucking fight. You know, you can't do that shit. And and the more disgusting thing that Bennington did when he hacked Bishop, it was like in between periods. They were skating off the ice. Bishop had his arm up on like the, you know, the uh, the bench or whatever where they sit. And he came by with that gully stick and hacked him on the, on the arm. And it's like nobody did a fucking thing. So St. Louis goes to Boston. They win the Stanley Cup by bullying Boston. Patrick Maroon gets traded to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning win the Stanley Cup that year over my Dallas Stars, unfortunately, uh, which we put up a. I'm like looking back at it now. What happened with the Canadians, dude? My Stars have a pretty good fucking team. We put up way more of a fight than uh, than the Canadians did, unfortunately. You know, unfortunately for the Canadians, that's good news for me. That means we're on the right fucking track. So Patrick Maroon wins his second Stanley Cup that season, last season, and he wins his third. He's still on the team. He wins his third this season. Is anybody in America partying harder than Patrick Maroon? I think not. 
Um, I'm trying to find like stories of, you know, him being crazy or like partying hard. If you have any of those, please send them to me. I was searching the internet and I couldn't find much. Uh, send them to me at drinkitilyoupodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to read some of those stories. Because I know that guy's going nuts, dude. Fucking boozing it up, smoking cigars. You know, I don't know if he's married or not, but he's probably swimming in the women. Or or men, or men. We, You know, there are gay players that have come out in the NHL, I think. Or was that NFL? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Either way. Um, the only thing I could find was that his mom chugged a beer out of the Stanley Cup. I think that was this season. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. I would hope if I won anything like that, my mom would chug a beer out of the Stanley Cup too. That's fucking great. Um, as much as I want to hate the guy because he is a tough competitor, I, I actually fucking love the guy. He's done something not many people have ever done in their lives, and that's win three Stanley Cups. He's a three-time Stanley Cup winner. Um, I'm guaranteeing right now, you heard it here first, Drink It Till You Podcast, there will not be a fourth Patrick Maroon Stanley Cup championship. It's not going to happen. Somebody, for the love of God, hockey gods, somebody has to take out these fucking Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I don't dislike you. I think that's their third Stanley Cup in their, their franchise history. They entered the league in 1992. Uh, that's that's not a bad deal, man. They've won three Stanley Cups. I think uh, 2004 was like a lockout season, so they only ended up playing half a season. Tampa Bay wins that Stanley Cup that season. It's like, all right, that's kind of iffy. I don't know. And now, going over the salary cap, they got two in a row. Somebody's got to stop them. Who is it going to be? Somebody in the East. Uh, I'm looking at you, Washington. I'm looking at you, Boston. Somebody needs to put a beating on these fucking guys. It's insane. Um, I'm happy for them, though. It sounds like I'm not happy that they won the championship. I am. I am happy for them. Uh, it's just, you know, he, it's just like the Tom Brady thing in the fucking Patriots. You don't want to see him win every fucking year. When Eli Manning comes in and punches Tom Brady in the mouth to steal the championship, those, that's exciting shit. When the backup quarterback for Philadelphia comes in and beats Tom Brady in the, uh, I almost said Stanley Cup, in the Super Bowl, that's what you want to see. That's what sports are about, that fucking underdog. Anyways, uh, let's take another drink. Cheers, everybody. So, yeah, I was way off on uh, on it being a good series. I was talking about it a couple of weeks ago before it started. I was so excited. This is going to be such a great series. The Canadians are really hot right now. And you just you can't do anything to the fucking, to the lightning. They're just like that that boxer that just keeps jabbing you. Can't ever get a rhythm going. You know, you, you can't ever set anything up. They're too far away. They're moving in. They're moving out. They're moving away. They're moving around. You just can't do anything to them. Uh, but I am happy for them. Congratulations, Tampa Bay. It's fucking... It's incredible winning it two years in a row and uh, convincingly this year as opposed to, I mean, obviously they did win it last year against my stars, but uh, you know, like I said, we put up more of a fight, but you know, I'm used to being wrong. You know, shit happens. I, dude, my first round, my first Stanley cup round, 
I was like, what was it, 87.5% right? I got, And then it was all downhill from there. I kept betting against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and it's just, nope. Nope, they're just taking people out left and right. You know, I'm used to being wrong. What the fuck do I know? It's all a guessing game anyway, right? Uh, speaking of being wrong, uh, somebody slid into my DMs, as you kids would say, slide into my DMs. Oh my God, she slid into my DMs. Um, somebody slid into my DMs and let me know. I, I used the word surmise. I don't remember what the hell I was talking about, but apparently it's, you know, I said surmise. And somebody called me out on it. It's like, the, it's surmise is not a word. Surmise is the word. And it's like, well, what the fuck do you want from me? I'm, I never said I was smart, people. I never said I was smart. <laughs> I am a product of the public education system. You know, um, don't read real good. I don't write real good. I can't math very well. Um, yeah, that's, that's bullshit. I could have made more of my opportunities. That was the biggest thing that teachers would say about me. Chris is very smart, but he doesn't apply himself. He can do the work, but he's just not applying himself. Oh God, I hated those fucking conferences or those notes. My, you know, my parents would get sent home. You know, I don't apply. I think by them saying I was smart, I think they were just blowing smoke up my ass. But uh, it is true. They hit the the nail on the head that I didn't apply myself. You know, um, there were kids who got scholarships that went to school with me that are doing fucking great. You know, they don't do a fucking podcast every week. I'll tell you that much <laughs> out of boredom. You know, they're probably fucking inventing cures for diseases and all kinds of crazy shit. You know, it is that my point is, you know, your opportunities are what you make of them. All right. And I didn't make shit of my public education. I was leaving my books at home. I wasn't doing fucking homework. I was skipping class. You know, I remember skipping class and like, they had a security guard, like the oldest fucking dude on a golf cart. It's like, who the fuck is he going to catch first off? He's not catching anybody on that golf cart and especially not on foot. I doubt this guy can even walk. He's that like old and decrepit. Anyways, uh, we used to bribe him. I had my first try at bribery <laughs> at the ripe old age of 15 trying to skip school. You know, it was like, all right, hey, hey, man, uh, uh, don't get me in trouble. I'll, I'll get you, you know, what do you want at Jack in the Box? That's what we would do. Jack in the Box was right across the street. It was off campus. You know, I'll, I'll get you. Are you hungry? <laughs> I'll get you a meal at Jack in the Box. Just let me leave and let me come back. He'd be like, all right, you know, this fat old white man. He wasn't doing anything. Uh, the, the way he would catch you was writing down your license plate. So you'd have to like cover it up if you were just going to roll out on him without saying anything to him. I took the approach of bribery. That's what I learned in high school. <laughs> so I don't, we'd, me and my friends would always fucking bribe this guy with food or whatever we could get him. I, he wasn't a cigarette smoker or anything. He was a pretty, pretty clean guy. Uh, but he loved that Jack in the Box. I'll get you a milkshake, bro. <laughs> just let me go. And he would let us. 
And, you know, we got to know him. We'd go talk to him and get on his good side. That way, when we showed up trying to leave school when we weren't supposed to, he'd be more inclined to let us. But, uh, you know, uh, that was that pretty much sums up. Dude, I remember I would I would tell my mom I'm going to school and I'm walking. See, I have I have a problem like waking up. I am not a morning person. I hate the fucking mornings. Don't talk to me. At least until I've had a little bit of coffee and then you might get a chuckle out of me. I'm just not a morning person. I hate the fucking morning. I want to wake up naturally and then do my job. But that's that's not reality. Uh, <clears throat> so I tell my mom, be like, yeah, you know, she'd be like, well, I, I don't have time to take you to school now. You slept so damn long. And I'm just like, all right, mom, that's cool. I'll walk to school. And I literally walk all the fucking way to school down the street and get to school. And I just be like, you know what? Not today. I'm not going to do it. And I just turn around and I'd fucking go home. You know, <laughs> the, the bad times were when my dad would show up at home early, earlier than he, he wasn't supposed to get off till like four or five o'clock. He wasn't supposed to get home till four or five o'clock. So there'd be some days I'd skip school. I'd go back home and, you know, I'd just be chilling there eating Cheetos and fucking watching TV and doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do. And uh, he would show up early, like 2 o'clock, and I'd have to bail out of the house to not get in trouble. I'd run out the back door, and I'd lock it, you know, as I was going out because he would have been like, what the fuck? This isn't locked. I know I, lo I locked it this morning. I know I did. Somebody's been in this house. Whatever. So I'd lock the door, run out the back, and I'd have to like go hang out at a friend's house for two, three hours and pretend I got out of school at 3.30, walk back home and, you know, where's your backpack? Oh, I didn't bring it today. <laughs> you know, making up all kinds of bullshit excuses. Um, so once again, just to reiterate, am I using too big? Is that the right word? Am I going to get challenged on that? Is someone going to make me feel stupid for saying it? Uh, maybe I should say it weird just to re reiterate. I don't know how I said it. Some surmise, surmise. It's surmise, sir. Um, you, your opportunities are what you make them. That's what I'm trying to reiterate. Okay. Uh, don't listen to me. <laughs> I never said I was smart. So, anyways, let's take another drink. All right, we're going to do a couple of drink recommendations here. This is from bbcgoodfood.com. What kind of website is this? Um, <laughs> this one's called the Espresso Martini. Oh, I should, I should totally say Espresso to just drive that person who slid into my DMs, man. It's espresso martini. Does that drive you crazy, espresso? Uh, no, this is the espresso martini. Uh, calories 258. Uh, here's what you're going to need. 100 grams, what the fuck advertisement. 100 grams golden castor sugar. Uh, ice, 100 mils vodka. 50 mils freshly brewed espresso, espresso coffee. 50 mil coffee liqueur. We used Kahlua, is what they say. Four coffee beans, optional. Here's how the hell you make it. Dude, that's what it is. I just figured it out drink, reading this drink recipe. That's why I feel like in a fog today. I haven't had any coffee all day. Uh, 
Um, anyways, here's how you make the espresso martini. Start by making the sugar syrup. Put the caster sugar in small pan over medium heat and pour in 50 mils water. Stir and bring to a boil. Step number two. Turn off the heat and allow mixture to cool. Put two martini glasses in the fridge to chill. Uh, once the sugar syrup is cold, pour one tablespoon into cocktail shaker along with handful of ice. The vodka, espresso, and coffee liqueur shake until the outside of the cocktail shaker feels icy cold. Step four, strain into the chilled glasses. Garnish each one with coffee beans if you like. That is bbcgoodfood.com. That is the espresso or the espresso martini, depending who I'm talking to. The next one I have for you is also from bbcgoodfood.com. This is called PIMS, P-I-M-M apostrophe S. Uh, I've never heard of this before. That's why I clicked on it. So here's what you're going to need. 200 mils PIMS number one. Well, what is it? Punch. I don't know what PIMS is, but you might have to Google it to find out. 600 mils lemonade. Also, why are we doing things in mils? That's weird to me. Uh, you're going to need mint sprigs, sliced cucumbers, sliced orange, and strawberries to serve. Uh, here's how the hell you make it. It's only one step. You can't beat that. Fill a jug with ice and pour over the pims and lemonade. Give it a good stir and then add mint, cucumber, and fruit. Okay, what I have to look this up. What is pims? The fuck is it? English brand of gin-based fruit cup, but may also be considered a liqueur or the basis of a sling or punch. Cool. Good to know. Now I know. I've never heard of it. Uh, the last one I have for you is GiveMeSomeOven.com. This is the fresh peach margarita. Really love your peaches. Wanna shake your tree. Um, I don't think he's talking about peaches, people. <laughs> I don't think the tree's what's going to be shaking. Uh, anyways, fresh peach margarita. Actually, hey, did you guys know? I probably didn't tell you. All the peaches are, are peach trees done. There are no more peaches to be had off the tree. All those fucking neighbors picked all my damn peaches. Now I don't have any more, and I'm a little upset. I miss them. They were so delicious, and dude, like when you bite into one, it just like the juice ran down your arm. So fresh, so good. I guess I'll just have to wait till next year. Anyways, give me some oven.com. Fresh peach margarita. Um, here's what you're going to need. A third cup fresh peach puree. Uh, two ounces silver tequila. 1.5 ounce lime juice. One ounce triple sec. One tablespoon agave or honey. Uh, and salt for the rim of the glass. Here's how the hell you make it. It's two damn steps. You can't beat this. Uh, add all ingredients together in a shaker. Shake for 15 seconds until combined. Serve over ice in a glass. That has been rimmed with salt and garnished with a fresh peach slice. Uh, here's the second thing. To make fresh peach puree, simply peel and pit a fresh peach and puree it in a blender until smooth. That's a lot of peas. To make fresh peach puree, simply peel and pit peach and puree it until blender until smooth. One medium peach equals approximately half a cup puree, but, most, uh, but measure to be sure. Uh, that is the peach margarita. Uh, from gimmesomeoven.com. That's the drink recommendations. As always, you guys know what I'm going to say. I'm going to start preaching to you. 
Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Don't be a fucking moron. Uh, just be safe out there, guys. You don't want to do anything stupid. You don't want to fuck up your life. That's digging a hole that you can't get out of. You know, that's almost as bad as snapping your leg while you're in the middle of a UFC fight and you can't fight anymore. And then you're still on the ground, like, talking shit <laughs> to the guy who just won the fight, even though your your ankle's all snapped up. That's almost as stupid as drinking and driving. Anyways, uh, let's take another drink. Cheers, everybody. All right, so I got something to promote. Um... Ridgely Theater, my band Cashing In is playing Ridgely Theater, July 31st, 2021. It starts at 3 p.m. It runs until 9 p.m. You can go online to find tickets. You can buy them at the venue the night of. Just come out, have some drinks with us, have a good time, listen to some music, hang out with the cool kids, which won't be us. It'll be one of the other bands. We're not the cool kids. We're the old dudes now, you know, uh, my band is. Uh, so anyways, yeah, uh, Ridgely Theater, so excited, Saturday, July 31st, 2021, 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. This one will not get canceled. I, I'm going to say it now. I'm going to speak it into existence. Uh, this one will not get canceled. We're going to do this shit. Super excited about it. I will let you guys know if there are more shows coming up. Uh, just show up. You know, if you're flying into town that week, just come out and see us. If you're already in town, just come out and see us. Have a good time. Let's take another drink. All right, guys. That's going to do it for me for the night. Thank you for listening. Episode number 181, Drink It Till You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. Uh, I'm all cut up now. I did two this week. I will do one next week, hopefully uh, earlier than Sunday, but you never know. You know, I got a lot going on here, so... Anyways, let's finish these off and we'll call it a night. Cheers, everybody. All right, guys, be safe out there. I'll talk to you next week. Don't do anything stupid. Love you guys. Bye.